How you's doing, folks, jokes and egg yolks? Welcome back to another episode of Crashed and Talks. Um, how good, how good is that theme tune? Uh, that song was actually written by me and Damien Hendry, who's in, like, episode one of the interviews. Like, if you go back and check, like, two or three episodes ago, you'll see uh, me talking to Demo, and me and Demo have, like, written together quite a lot. Like for uh, fluorescent hearts and crashing and uh, his stuff, ocean of you as well. Um, and that song was like part of a, a session that we done together. And um, originally it had like vocals and all of that. And um, when I first started like talking about doing the podcast, we were like that'd be really cool because just uh, I just wasn't really feeling like the the actual vocal melody that was over the top of it and stuff. And um, it just seemed to work better as a as a theme tune, be a really good theme tune to like a fucking detective film or something like that. I don't know, <laughs> fucking Mission Impossible 6. That might already be a film, I don't know, things are getting wild now. Um, I was originally going to come on here and start talking about like some stuff, like I seen that um, Caroline Flack had committed suicide and I don't want to be the podcast guy right, that comes out and starts talking about like contemporary issues because like probably everyone's sick of turning on the TV and seeing that kind of stuff. I'm sick of it. Um, and I, I tune into like Joe Rogan and fucking what else? What else to watch? Like just like YouTubers and podcasters to try and like get a grasp of like what people's view on these subjects are and I'm definitely not the guy to be coming to like figure that stuff out, but like probably most people got an opinion on it, and um, probably like most people, I could stick that opinion up my arse. But <laughs> I'm gonna fucking sit and talk a little bit about it. I think like I seen like is a is an upshot of it that people are trying to like cancel Love Island, and um, I don't really watch Love Island. Um, Katie watches it, and. Uh, I get that it's just entertainment and stuff, um, and there's been a lot of like suicides and stuff that have uh, been associated with people that have been on it, and now Caroline Flack who presented on it, and um, I don't think like cancelling things is the way forward. I think like, the whole idea of cancel culture is uh, kind of silly. You know what I mean? Like the idea that you've got it figured out, like you're the guy that figured out what what's offensive. Do you know what I mean? What's damaging? Like what words are damaging? What um, what programs are damaging the idea that you've figured that out like people that get offended on behalf of like other races and stuff like yeah, like how racist is that do you know what I mean like you you think that you've figured out what other races find offensive sort of like really weird um, so yeah I uh, just wanted to kind of touch on that because I guess it's something that's that's relevant I mean, and maybe like the people that go on these shows or the people that are associated with those shows like I know that Caroline Flack was a model and stuff and um, maybe like mental health is just something that's sort of rife within the entertainment world you know what I mean like um, like I'd said in the last episode and with fat and I keep talking about is it, it like this validation thing that was definitely in me you know if, if you're like you get into any sort of like job or um, creative place like a, like acting and um, music or I, mean, I don't know what else is there like drama and 
all that kind of stuff. Um, sometimes you're looking like for the appreciation that you're good, and you you constantly want people to be like, oh, you're you're good at acting, or you're good at singing, or whatever it is that you do, and uh, that can like you, you can chase that fucking thing down down any path. You know what I mean? Like, like for me, like I, I would have, I'd, I'd hate to think about who I would have been if, if like, I didn't take opportunities or didn't, or if if I'd got handed opportunities. Like, um, I don't think that made sense what I just said. But like, uh, I hate to think who I would have been in Florescent Hearts and things that I'd done before that if like a record company came along, offered us a deal, or. Like, even worse, man, like, fucking, like, if I ended up on Love Island or something like that, you know, like, I totally, in that headspace, you would have, you would have thought, like, what, how, if I go on this show, or I go on this thing, like, that could potentially lead to other things, and when you're from, like, like, I'm from Cumbernauld, and the areas of Cumbernauld that I've grown up in, like, like, there's a lot of, kind of, poverty, and, like you don't really come from much. Everybody's sort of in the same boat. So you, like we've all got that. Me and my friends have all got that kind of small town attitude of like we need to make it out of here. And if somebody comes along with something that could potentially hand you things, like even if that's just one stepping stone that leads to another, like you could, you could take that anywhere. You know. I think I'm rambling, but there might be some sense in what I'm saying. I don't know. Cancel me. Cancel me if I'm talking shit. Cancel me. Cancel me, and then me and Louis CK and Kevin Spacey and whoever else we can all fucking we'll start our own podcast. <laughs> what else have I wrote down here? Yeah, so um, this is kind of along the the lines of what I've just been talking about. Um, sometimes I get asked, like when I play gigs. Um, sometimes I'll do like gigs and bars and stuff and it'll be like maybe instead of like a lot of it's like 9 to 12 like 9 o'clock at 9 to 12 and um there's not like kids or anything but like sometimes I'll do gigs where it's like 6 to 9 and there's there'll be like kids there that are like teenagers and young kids running about and stuff because they're having their dinner or whatever and parents will come up and they'll ask like oh, how did you get into this um my wee boy or my wee girl's interested in singing or interested in playing guitar like what advice would you give and um I think, I don't know who's listening to this by the way, you may, like the majority of people listening might already be like established musicians and they've got careers and the things that they want to do, but if you are, you happen to come across this podcast and you're, you're looking for a way in, like the thing that I would say is kind of just like build your own like infrastructure, you know, like don't, don't just, don't look at everything else that is out in the entertainment world because like with the internet and being able to have like a studio in your house and all that now like there's no end to that don't look at like fucking Post Malone or all, all these big artists that that have like made it and think that that's that's the end goal because you, you can have like a you can have a cult following of people and sustain a career without needing to sell your soul to the devil and by that I mean the Illuminati, obviously. Um, by the way, that's, that's something else. Like, I think, like, the Illuminati 
is just a metaphor for the things that you give up. Like if you end up like, because there seems like so much dissonance between people that just have to work jobs every day and people that are like super mega famous. Like I think that the reason that the concept of like the Illuminati exists is just because it seems so far away from where we we are, like where we're living. You know what I mean? Like that. And there's probably some truth in it as well that they've had to sell a part of themselves to the world and to the industry that they work in to become that person. You know what I mean? You need to give up your political views and all of that stuff. To be to be relevant to stay in the charts, like I don't know if anyone's seen um, the Taylor Swift documentary, like the most recent one. Like, I really like Taylor Swift. I think it, she's a really credible artist, and um, she's written some great songs and like changed as well. Like obviously, it's not just her. There's a lot of people behind the scenes that help this, but some of her records have, have changed the the sound and the direction of the way the industries went. But I, w- I watched her last documentary, and the first the first half of it's great, man. Like it's it's a really good insight into how these like super famous musicians cope with being that famous. And uh, then the, the second half goes into this kind of like weird political thing. And to me, it seems obvious that I mean, regardless of what you, your political views are, or if you live in America. UK, whatever, who you're voting for if you're on the left or you're on the right this documentary just seems so obviously like agenda, like I'd, cons- I'd consider myself quite liberal um, there's some opinions that I think I have that are kind of more centred like a lot, like I just said about the kind of cancel culture thing um, isn't, I know it isn't a, a view that's held by oh can you hear that by the way that's, that's Storm Dennis or whatever his name is. Maybe it's Gavin. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> so there's like there's views that I have that are kind of more centred in the middle because like the left these days seems to be more positioned on the uh, appro- approving the idea of like cancel culture and all that stuff. So, but like regardless of all of that, when for me watching this documentary, it just seemed so obvious that. Um, it was it was insincere in a way, and it's a shame because I think Taylor Swift's a great artist, and she I don't think she needed to make a a political. And I think I think people that are fans of Taylor Swift would say that's the point of this documentary. There's people like you saying, "Oh, she doesn't need to have a political view." Um, and I'm not saying that. I just mean it. It just it seems really crass, and the it, it seemed to come out of nowhere. Do you know what I mean? Like the, the documentary was heading in a direction that could have revealed something really, really profound about the music industry and the way that it works. Um, and then it took a turn for me, anyway, for the worst, because it went, oh, just went into politics. And probably like most people, in any of the stuff that I've mentioned, you, your brain's probably just fucking leaking hearing me talking about politics. I, just, I can't imagine how fucking infuriating that would be um, if you've came across this video. And you're fucking looking at some guy sitting in front of mirrored wallpaper talking about fucking politics. Oh yeah. Uh, I read an article recently um, Tarantino, uh, Quentin Tarantino, talking about um, 
what's his name, what's the character in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I think. I'm trying to see if I've written it down. Is it Rick? Rick Dalton? Maybe right. And he's created like this other uh, universe within, because like, I, I don't know if you've seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but I'd, I'd highly recommend it. Like, he creates this, doesn't recreates this beautiful fucking world of like, eh, uh, LA and Hollywood in the 1960s. And like, when you finish watching the film, even though it's like two and a half, I think it's like two and a half, three hours along, like, you've, I felt like, oh, I just want to be more endorsed in that place. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't want to. It's a shame coming away from it. And it doesn't necessarily need to be the characters that are there. But what's cool is that um, Quentin Tarantino was saying in this interview that he's, while he was writing the film, he actually wrote scripts for TV episodes of Leonardo DiCaprio's character. So, like, in it, Leonardo DiCaprio plays an actor who's in all these TV shows. And he wrote, uh, Quentin Tarantino wrote episodes of this particular show. And he's planning on putting them out. And I was like, that's fucking amazing. And when he, like, read them talking about uh, these episodes, it's, like, kind of weird, man. Because I was thinking, like, what what other... Like, we look at Quentin Tarantino, right? And you go, oh, that's genius. Because he's came up with this fucking world. But, like, if you worked beside a guy in a call centre and he just started talking about how he's created this universe for, an, like, within the universe of a book or a film that he's writing or something, you'd be like, guy's a fucking crackpot like that guy's weird um, and it made me think like there's probably a lot of people who do feel well I, I kind of feel that sometimes in my life like like feel like you're going a bit fucking crazy because you don't have like a creative outlet there maybe as people like that in call centres that are that seem like the kind of weird guy or the um, what's the word like if you're I can't remember the, the word for it, but like, just, oh, it was on the tip of my fucking tongue. Um, yeah, I can't think of the word. But people that just seem a bit strange and sort of like the odd ones on the fringes of fucking society and all that, they might be because they just don't have a creative outlet. And that doesn't necessarily need to be like music or, or fucking film or anything like that. Like, I know there's a lot of people that are, like, I think there's, a lot to be said about mathematicians and scientists and stuff. There's like so much cre- creativity, like and and just innovation. Like if you watch like an interview with like Elon Musk or something, you see it in him as well. Like he's just like he seems like a really creative guy. Doesn't I think that is the trait that makes him sort of like strange is that he's he's more creative than he is uh, mathematically minded. Like like just a straight up engineer. Um. I think that's like, yeah, I think it's something to think about, like in, in society, like, the, and going back again to like giving young people advice on like being in a band is that don't don't just see your objective in music or film or anything like that as, as just being a famous musician or anything, like try and incorporate music into things that you do, like even, so even as a family, like me and Katie, like we, we sing together and we try and get Caleb and Lewis to like get involved, like in our like you know you know like the creative things that we do as a family, um, and it helps bring like the the mood up of the the whole environment that you're you're in, and I I don't think I would have got through school 
if it wasn't for music and drama and all that. Um, so yeah, like I think I've, I don't even know if I finished that thing about the question about young people, but but that would be my answer is just to create create your own infrastructure and don't just see fame as the the ultimate objective of it. Uh, yeah. Once again, I'm fucking. I've got stuff written down. And I, I'm very, very socially awkward, so I need to have like talking points when I do these things. Um. Oh yeah. So there's there's some things that I'm going to be changing about the podcast. Uh, that I think is quite important, and it's I think it's really important for me to identify this just now rather than later. Uh. So I kind of noticed that like when I done the interview with Fat, I thought it was a like, thought it so far it was the best podcast I'd done but for some reason after it when I was looking at like the analytics and um, just even just the general response to the interview I noticed that like it just seemed to fall on its arse and I, and I had such high expectations for it and I think the main problem was is that at the start of it like if you know me like you, you'll know that my sense of humour is a bit weird and stuff and I, there's an intro to the episodes, like even the interview episodes, I, I speak at the start of it and I speak at the end. And I'm going to stop doing that. And it's basically because I think the people that that are maybe fans of that particular person that um, that I'm interviewing or whatever, um, tuning in and watching me talking fucking shit for like 10 minutes before the interview comes on probably isn't the best way of doing things and I don't want to like attach my opinions and ideas to that person because I, I just think it's wrong like like you should be able to just like tune into that episode see us talking and if you like my side of the conversation or whatever then you can go and watch the rest of the stuff that I'm doing like this one um, so yeah if, if you're wondering for future episodes with guests on it why uh, there's no intro or outro it's because it's because I just don't want to attach my opinions and ideas to those people. And I think that's the best way of doing things. Um, another thing is, um, I, hate, <laughs> I hate asking this, right? Because it's, it's, just, it's just the worst when people do it. But I've got to do it. But if you could please like and subscribe to the YouTube channel, um, it would be very, very much appreciated. If you've listened this far, then you've just received about 20-odd minutes of free content, which I'm very, very appreciative of. I'm thankful that you you tuned in for this long. Um, obviously, podcast-wise, subscribe uh, to the audio versions like on uh, Apple and all that stuff, so you can um, so you just know when the episodes are coming out. But for, for YouTube, um, I'd just really appreciate if you could subscribe to the channel, because once I get a certain amount of subscribers... There's like a, a whole other side of it, side of the channel that opens up for me um, creatively that I can actually offer you, do you know what I mean? Like just more things that I can do with the videos um, that will ultimately lead to better interviews and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's the most awkward um, and worst ask in the planet, <laughs> right? So even if you just share it, right? Some If you just share the fucking video, Someone might like it and subscribe to the channel, and that's that's fucking that's perfectly fine, isn't it? That's alright. 
Um, and if if you would like to see a particular guest on the show, then let me know. I'm really really good at finding uh, people's like email addresses and shit like that. Like if if there's somebody that you think should be on um, the show, like it's not out of the question to try and get in touch with those people. Like someone I would like to see is like. I don't know, like Lemmy or something. Like I'd like to see Lemmy on, on the show. It'd be cool to sit down and talk to him. Um, so I may be able to reach out and speak to him at some point uh, as a potential guest. So yeah, if there's anyone that you would like to see, uh, or even if you know them and you would want to get them on the show, then then just comment or send me a private message and I'll, I'll sort it all out. Um, anything else? No. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's basically it. So, thanks very much for tuning in once again. And there's fucking Storm Dennis blown right through the fucking gaps in my house like an absolute fucking pervert. Fucking Dennis. Um, Dennis the fucking menace. That's what that storm should be called. Fucking Dennis the fucking perverted menace. So, yeah. Uh, thanks once again for tuning in. And if you like this episode, like and subscribe, all of that shit, and I'll see you when I see you.